Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Women Magazine. And I'm Ian McHugh and writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 13th of August 2021, including Alibi's period comedy drama Why Women Kill and the return of Amazon's anthology series, Modern Love. And we'll also be looking at the feature film Coda on Apple TV and Sky Atlantic comedy drama The White Lotus. But first, Ian, what's in the news? Coming up on Sky One is something called Wolf, which centres on a brilliant but flawed forensic pathologist, oh, not another one, (laughs) called Wolf Kinte, played by Babu Sisse, who is drafted in to solve a series of murders, and that will also feature Amanda Abington. What else is in the news, Hannah? Well, the favourite, Olivia Coleman, starring in the four-part true crime series Landscapers on Sky Atlantic, as uh, Susan Edwards, who, along with her husband, Christopher, who will be played by David Thewlis, is suddenly thrust in the spotlight when her parents are discovered buried in her back garden in Mansfield. Nothing to see there. <laughs> well, I think we've got uh, I think we've got a pretty good variety of stuff this week, uh, and we're going to kick off with a feature film, which is on Apple TV, and it's called Coda. And here is a clip. You're the girl with the deaf family. Yeah. yeah. I just want to tell you right now. And you sing. Interesting. Something's got a hold on me here. What are you doing next year? Working with my family. Let me tell you now, I've got a feeling I feel so strange. Everything about me seems to have changed. So, Hannah, do you know what CODA stands for? No, I don't think I do. Should I? Children of Deaf Adults. So, that's the title of this oh, film. And it stars okay. Amelia Jones daughter of Alid Jones and Marley Matlin who you may, well you're quite young so you might not, but she appeared in the film version of the stage play Children of a Lesser God which is about a deaf woman who has a relationship with her hearing teacher played by William Hurt anyway, that's all preamble so in this, it's, it's a rather lovely family drama it's set in Massachusetts and it centres on Ruby, played by Amelia Jones. And she is the one hearing member of a deaf family. And Marley Matlin plays her mother. And she's torn between her duties to the family. They run a fishing business and she goes off on the boat. And also she helps them to kind of communicate with the outside world. But she also loves singing and she kind of wants to pursue her musical talent, but yeah, there's this sort of there's this conflict between the two. Elements of it are a fairly kind of standard coming of age high school type drama with family elements. But what's really good about it, I think, is the way in, in which the deaf people are portrayed, because it it's not all about the fact that they are deaf. They're, they're portrayed as real full characters like the mum and dad are great they have a very active sex life and they're great fun 
and the, the son is always slagging off the daughter and they have fights and it's just really well done. Also, unsurprisingly, Amelia Jones has inherited musical talent from her dad, Alid, and she does some great performances in this. She sings some really good songs at school concerts and at an audition, so she does Both Sides Now by Joni Mitchell and uh, You're All I Need to Get By. So there is a love story as well. There's kind of jeopardy because the fishing business is being kind of dominated by this one guy who's ripping off the fishermen and they want to break free and sell their own fish. So, I mean, elements of it are familiar and a little bit predictable, but I love the music. Jones had to learn sign language for the role and she's really convincing. I liked seeing some deaf performers in a movie. Yeah, so I, I actually... I thought it was good. What did you think, Hannah? Is this one for you? Yeah, I think it's quite deep. I mean, I, you know how I feel about nepotism. I always think it's nice when people have made it on their own. But it's nice to see Alan Jane's daughter in this. Um, she's, and like, she's good. She is good, though. No, she is good. And as you say, she, uh, she, she has the voice. I think what's nice to see, or the dynamic that's good in this, is the fact that she's the only person that can that can actually um, hear in the home. And of course, that is going to inevitably cause friction. And so you can see that kind of dynamic of, um, you know, wanting to pursue your dreams and do what you want to do and what you're able to do whilst sort of not being limited by the family, but not wanting to kind of um, break away, I suppose, from from the family that really sort of um, need her, I guess. So, I, yeah, I, I, I think it is quite... Um, it's an interesting sort of premise, I think, that the whole thing. And I think it's been really well done. And, and I like the music. I think um, Amelia is, is one to watch for the future because she's uh, she's pretty young still. And, and I thought she was convincing American accent in this. Good performance. Great voice. OK, now you're going to tell us about something rather different. Uh, it's a comedy drama series on Alibi called Why Women Kill. Well, why do they, Hannah? <laughs> they have very annoying partners. No. <laughs> well, actually, in some, some instances in this, that may be true. Um, as you say, um, on Alibi, um, let's listen to a clip and then we can have a chat about it. My entire life has led up to this moment. I see these garden club ladies every week at this bistro downtown. They're so chic. And they seem to have so much fun together. I'd be happy every day of my life if I had a group of elegant friends like that. So how does someone join a club like that? So this is created by uh, the person, the very person who created Desperate um, Housewives, Mark Sherry. So, you know, this is pretty up there with the greats, I'd say, if you like Desperate Housewives, because it feels like it's got that theme in, in many ways, but on another level. Um, so it's, it's set in 1949, and um, this one is predominantly focused on the story of Alma Philcott, um, and she is kind of the ultimate Desperate Housewife, I suppose. And so she is, she, she's kind of fed up because she's a she's drab she's middle-aged she's a housewife she's not you know the prettiest in town um, and she doesn't really have the style that a lot of other people have and she no one no one who meets her really remembers her and she's she's tired of that invisibility so she sets her sights on being accepted into an exclusive club of rich society ladies who lunch and gossip so you know you can see where this is going but this this is actually um 
very funny as well as quite sinister <laughs> so there is a dark part but they do it really really well it's i i think it's quite um i'm, I'm not sure it is for absolutely everybody i think it's one of those but it's quite light-hearted i don't know if you'd agree i mean not killing people is light-hearted but it's quite light-hearted in the sense is that it's not something you need to sit down and think right i've absolutely got to watch every in and out of this you can sort of have it on i th I think in the background or while you're cooking, you can watch it and, and, and still keep up. Um, but it's a, it's a great dynamic and it shows that when women want something, they really will go and get it. One for you, Ian. I don't think I was quite in the right mood when I watched episode one. I, I was looking forward to it because I am a big fan of Nick Frost, who of course has made lots of great movies with Simon Pegg. But yeah, the tone... It is doing that kind of light-hearted treatment of, of murder, isn't it? Uh, it looks great. I think the sets are fantastic. Yeah. The costumes are good. But I yeah, I didn't really get into it, even though I also love Alison Tolman, who plays Alma Philcott, the wife of Nick Frost's character. I found it the dialogue a bit long-winded and boring. But, yeah, perhaps it just... I need to watch it again when I'm in, in a better mood. Now... Over on Amazon Prime video, we have the return of a drama series called Modern Love. It's an anthology series, and here is a clip. Don't run from the snow. I just spent the night with the woman of my dreams. Things are getting good. They're good for you. Where do you mean? I used to be married to her. Don't see it as an why don't you text her? I don't have her number. How are you going to contact this woman? We arranged to meet on the train two weeks from now. She's never going to show. So I don't know if you saw the first series of this, Hannah, which is it's basically standalone short films about different relationships, even different kinds of love. Could be platonic love. I didn't see it. It's created by um, writer and director John Carney who was behind Once and Sing Street. They've got a good lineup for this uh, for this second series. They've got Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones. They've got Minnie Driver. Particularly, I was interested in the episode that features Sophie Okonedo, who will be joining the cast of Britannia, the brilliant Britannia, the Roman Britain drama, when that returns on Sky. And Tobias Menzies, of course, who played Prince Philip in the crown so that's the one that i that's the one that i watched i i kind of watched the intro to a couple of other apps but yeah this one i thought this was delightful actually the setup is she plays liz he plays ivan they are a separated couple who have kids together but they still see each other because they have to like do the handover of the kids he takes them out whatever and anyway they they rekindle their relationship it's interesting because off, I think it's you know, it's not unusual for people to get together quite young with perhaps unrealistic expectations and things don't work out. But once they're a bit older, obviously they're still attracted to each other, but they they just have more experience and maturity to bring to a relationship. And so this is what happens here. Second time around, it's just so much easier and so much better. But there are also uh, various obstacles along the way and I just found it very positive and charming I, I really like both actors 
uh, I thought the kids were delightful. It's just a enjoyable domestic drama um, that I think will cheer you up and also move you. Uh, is this? I don't know if you watched that particular episode, Hannah, but obviously you're already a fan. Are you going to be revisiting this when it's when it's on again? Yeah, yeah, I absolutely am going to revisit. I really enjoyed the first series because Dev Patel, of course, was in the first um... series as well. And it, it, as you say, it's kind of all different kinds of love, unconventional, if you like, in, in, in many situations. And the only thing that I would say about it is I feel, and I often feel like this with the little sort of series and individual ones, is you kind of want, you, you've just um, got to know those characters and it finishes and you feel like you want you want more from them. You've got invested in them, I suppose. And that's the end of that. And then there's another lot. But like you say, the lineup's great. And I think, I think it's really, really well done. I, I really enjoyed the first series. So definitely back for more. Yeah, and if you, you just want something you can drop into for one app rather than embarking yeah. on a long binge <laughs> session, this is perfect for that. Now, yeah, we're going true. to end with, uh, yeah, again, something quite different. It's another comedy drama, this time on Sky Atlantic and Now TV, The White Lotus, Hannah. The goal is to disappear behind our masks as pleasant, interchangeable helpers. It's tropical kabuki. Aloha. A happy beer. We're on our honeymoon. You're such valued guests. Welcome to the White Lotus. Yes, the White Lotus. Now, if nothing else, you have to watch this just for the scenery. Because <laughs> yes. this just will make you feel so jealous. The green-eyed <laughs> monster is going to rip its way out of your body um, because none of us have been able to go. Well, most of us haven't been able to go away this year or last year. Maybe not even next year. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, if nothing else, you have to watch this for the scenery because it's absolutely amazing. So this is a dream holiday resort. It's a tropical paradise. Um, but of course it's not all that it seems because it turns into a nightmare. So it's a kind of very twist filled, like you said, it's a comedy drama, um, six part, um, series. And it's set on this Hawaiian resort, which I say crystal clear blue waters. I mean, do I feel like I'm obsessing over those waters and that? Yeah, I am. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, Very wealthy guests um, go there and, um, you know, everything they want is catered for, as you'd imagine, because they're they're paying big bucks for it. Um, But, of course, as I say, not everything is quite as it seems. And um, as they say, storm clouds are gathering. So... That there are twists and turns here. There are there are people in there that you that you think you get to know and that they're okay. And actually, there's a really dark side to them. And there's a very much sort of not an upstairs downstairs, but that kind of feel of the people working there and the people yeah. that are, are paying to be there. And when their lives slightly collide, um, that's when it really starts starts to get interesting. I mean, it, it, it's pretty light hearted, isn't it, Ian? But it's you know. As I say, it's a, it's a dreamy location, if nothing else. Yeah, absolutely made me long for a luxury holiday in a Hawaiian resort. It's um, yeah, yeah. So it's created by Mike White, who, if you've seen School of Rock, he plays the real Ned Schneebly. So he's like Jack Black's flatmate, <laughs> and Jack Black kind of impersonates him at school, doesn't he? So yeah, he created this. It also features 
Jennifer Coolidge, who was Stifler's mum in American Pie. And she was also, she worked yeah. in the beauty salon in Legally Blonde. She's great. Um, so she plays. She's brilliant. Yeah, she's this alcoholic, basically, who's come with the, her, the, the yeah. urn full of her mother's ashes. And she's just a, quite a troubled lady, isn't she? It's also got someone I, re- mm. I recognise this guy. I thought, what's he been in? He's called Steve Zahn. He was in the band in the Tom Hanks film, That Thing You Do. Remember that one? There you go. Fun fact of the day. Anyway, it's filmed in Maui, so it does look good. I thought at the beginning, so they're getting on a plane back, these various guests, and and a coffin is being loaded onto the plane. So I thought, oh, it's going to be a bit like Death in Paradise. We're going to flash back and find out what happened. It's not quite like that. It's had really good reviews, particularly focusing on on the sort of social satire aspects of it. I didn't particularly get that from it. And uh, I must admit that that there's a a honeymoon couple who are clearly unsuited and the guy is is horrible. But when he complained that he hadn't been given the suite that he'd booked, which was supposed to have a plunge pool... Uh, I kind of thought, well, yeah, fair enough. He should be complaining. <laughs> yeah. Whereas he's, that's supposed to be an example of how unreasonable he is. So, yeah, there's, um, there's a family who are on holiday. Uh, the daughter and her friends are pretty horrible characters. There's a lot of quite unpleasant characters yeah. in it, really. And um, the chap who, who sort of runs the resort is in charge of the, the staff. He's, he's an Aussie actor. He, he is quite amusing. Um, yeah, so I thought it was okay. I was—I I certainly didn't think it lived up to the, the great reviews, but it was—it was—it was perfectly pleasant and enjoyable. Um, yeah, and I'd watch a bit more. And, and as you said, you know, it just makes you long for a luxury. It holiday. really does. And I think—and I think the guy that runs the place as well—he can't really hold back the fact of his sort of how disgruntled he is with some of these awful guests. And I think in our minds, we imagine places to... I mean, I really hope they're not like that. Loads of, you know, I suspect there are many, but people that go to these places and just expect everything, you know, click my fingers and there it comes. But this really really does show people in a really bad light, doesn't it? And I think think the guy that wrote it actually is uh, apparently... um, looks at people's human behavior so he uh, i think he okay. yeah so i think he kind of wants people to perhaps look and maybe identify themselves in it and make themselves a better person that's incredibly deep but apparently that's what they're after let's 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 make the world a better place <laughs> i like that <laughs> so we've reached that point hannah where i ask you what you've been binge watching so please reveal all yeah, I'm sorry, Ian, this week. I mean, obviously, usually I binge on things that are incredibly highbrow. But um, this week, I bring you none other, none other than Love Island. I mean, okay. you can't move for it. I, I, it's, I'm it's, i not a huge fan, dare I say it. I shouldn't say that. There's got, it's got, got huge, loads of fans, hasn't it? Uh, for oh, me, yeah. it's just, I, 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 I don't know. I think these things run their day, don't they? I, I just don't love it. But I thought, you know what? It's making headlines absolutely everywhere. I'm going to tune in and have a look. And it's just the same as it was last year. Very beautiful people with very good towns behaving very, very badly. I watched uh, rather... <laughs> there's a great film called Foxcatcher. I don't know if you've seen it. It starred Steve Carell and Channing Tatum. And it was about... is a true story of a very wealthy American guy, quite eccentric, who backed the American wrestling team. But his story ended in tragedy. Now. Uh, I think that's available on Netflix, but I watched the documentary, uh, which which 
tells the story of this guy. And yeah, it's just, if you enjoyed the film, it's fascinating to see the real people and, and, and the archive footage. So I recommend that. Now we've just got time to look ahead to what we're going to be talking about next week. So what's on the agenda? Brenda. Well, your favourite Sandra O oh from Killing Eve is a university academic with a complicated personal life in the new Netflix comedy drama The Chair, which one to look out for. And uh, one of our perennial favourites, the brilliant Nicola Walker from Unforgotten, she stars as a maritime detective with a difference in another new alibi show, Annika, which is a crime drama. So we look forward to talking about those, but... In the meantime, what's she?